I just want to say hi, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Artless Bastard Podcast. And um, I'm pretty excited. I've got a new microphone um, in my office for recording, so hopefully my voice comes back a little bit better, a little bit clearer. And um, we're going to start talking about pricing again. This is going to be our part two of pricing today. But before we get into that, um, I just want to go over some quick news. What's been going on? And, um, you know, obviously with these kind of odd times that we've been going through with the COVID-19, the gallery has been closed um, to the public. But this uh, today and tomorrow is an artist pick up and drop off, which is really nice to kind of have one of those again, because normally we have those monthly, but um, the April one basically got canceled. So the gallery is going to be transitioning over into a new show, which is going to be what's on the menu that will be opening Friday. I believe that is May 8th. Hopefully, yep, May 8th is going to be this Friday. And um, it will not be an in-person opening. This will be the first time the gallery is doing basically a virtual watch party um, for the group exhibit where the main theme is food and or drink. So um, definitely going to be a fun one. You can join in from the comfort of your own home by following our Facebook page and right around six o'clock, I will be starting the watch party and or live video. And I'll be going around and talking about the artwork and showing the artwork. So tune in for that. So that should be kind of fun and different way. Um, of course, I, I really believe art should always be seen in person. There's really, you just, I don't know what it is about, you know, well, I do know what it is. It's, you need to, there's a different quality. There's a different energy. You know, you get to see the texture. You get to see the colors. You get to see um, stuff that maybe you wouldn't necessarily pick up on just looking at it, you know, from a digital photo. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to when we can start having having opening exhibits again. In the meantime, though, uh, on the website, the new call for art is now open, and this is a really fun one. It is called In Bloom. This will be the June show, and the call for art is looking for anything floral. Floral, flowers, and or botanicals. That needs to be the main theme, and I think that's a perfect one as we're heading into spring. So if you'd like to submit for that call for art, Remember, you get two pieces, two different pieces to submit for one entry fee, and that's fairly new. So definitely take advantage of that. And then, um, you know, if you are looking for any unique gifts for Mother's Day coming up or any birthdays, you can always um, call or email or direct message myself, you know, at the gallery, and you can do um, either a private showing of the show that is up or come in and shop all the gift items as well. So, um, you know, cause it's, you're supporting the artists, right? It's not just the gallery. I've talked about this before. The two are symbiotic. They work together. So, um, you know, it's my job to help support the artists and get their name out there and promote them. And so I'm really appreciative to everyone who has, you know, bought anything from the gallery recently and supported it. Uh, you have no idea. I don't, I'm, it's just, yeah, it's, 
Ah, I love you guys. And I so, so appreciate, um, everything, all the kind words and, and notes and donations that have come in. Um, your help, you're helping keep the space going. Hopefully that sentence made somewhat sense. I don't know. All right. So let's get into um, the nitty gritty here. Part two of pricing your artwork. I'm not going to, I'll just do a quick recap before I kind of move on to the second part. Hopefully you watched episode two, which is a really important one. The goal with that is to make sure you are covering your costs, right? And I gave you some homework. I asked you to write down an example of you from starting a piece from start to finish, how long it took you, the cost of your materials and adding all that up. And remember, it comes down, what do you want to pay yourself per hour? And that's just going to really kind of put things in perspective of um, where you're at and what to charge for your pieces, right? But now we're going to kind of get into um, it a little bit deeper than that. So hopefully you took the time to do that. Um, so Art prices are not pulled out of thin air, okay? And sometimes it maybe feels like that, but when you're going to price your art, right, your pricing still needs to make sense, okay? So, for example, as a photographer, right, and um, I've never sold a piece of my fine art, let's say, for... $1,200. So it wouldn't make sense for me to be pricing my fine artwork at $1,200 if I don't have a sales history, right, in my market at that price point. Okay, so let's just review that real quick. Your sales history in your particular market where you're selling. So, you know, people who know anything about buying art or who are interested in buying or selling or representing your work are going to figure out um, whether your art is worth what you are asking, okay? And this is where you're probably like, oh my gosh, like, you know, where do I start with this? So let's just go into some basics here. So basically in order to sell, you have to demonstrate and convince your buyers, that your prices are fair and reasonable. If you cannot do this, you're going to have a really hard time selling any artwork at all. Okay. So how do you, how do you start with this? Right. Think about this. Do you have a consistent history of selling artwork in a particular price range? Okay. Or in a particular market or are your sales erratic and you're making, you know, you're making a change or you're just plain not sure what to charge for whatever reason, okay? So a good first step is to use similar techniques as real estate agents use when they're pricing houses. And um, this is getting, this is pulled from a great article on artbusiness.com. So I recommend going and reading that because I'm just going to highlight some of it from it. And, um, so, you know, think about it. Um, the selling price of a house, right. That's just coming onto the market is based on what are called com comparables or comps, right? Your real estate agents were like, oh, we're going to pull the comps. So they're looking for prices of a similar house, right? Same amount of bedrooms, bathrooms, 
you know, similar square footage in the same neighborhood that are for sale. So that's the criteria that real estate is basing it off of, right? Because if all the houses around you that are three bedroom, two bath in your neighborhood have been selling, you know, for let's say 210, you know, you obviously don't want to price yours at 310, okay? So your real estate agent wouldn't let you do that. So it's the same thing with your artwork. You don't want to price yourself out of something that's comparable to yours. So here's another example. So let's take a big mansion and plop it down in Beverly Hills. It'll be worth, let's say, maybe five, maybe 10, maybe $40 million. Now let's take that same mansion and plop it into the plains of North Dakota. Now maybe it's worth $500,000, maybe a million, right? Maybe just a little bit more. It's the same mansion, different neighborhood, different criteria, different prices. Okay, does that make sense? So this is going to be the same as if you're showing... So now take your piece of art. Let's say you're showing it, well, at the Artless Bastard Gallery. Your pricing is going to be different in my gallery versus if you're showing it in a downtown Chicago gallery. Different market, right? Different criteria, different customer, right? So you need to be aware of that as well. Where are you, you know, sending your artwork? You know, I hope you're submitting to lots of call for arts across the nation to kind of get your name out there. And you are going to have to think about maybe changing your pricing. And if you're not sure, let's say maybe you're pricing an oil painting, you know, that um, you've shown before. I'm just going to use, you know, the gallery, obviously, example in downtown De Pere. And it's sold for, let's say, 300 But now you have a comparable piece that got accepted into a gallery in Los Angeles. You're not going to want to sell that for $300. you are going to want to probably up that to 600 right? Because, again, different market, right? So, and a good way to find out if you're like, well, Alexis, like, I don't even know you know, what something similar is selling for in that area, ask the gallery, right? Say, hey, you know, I'm this is an oil painting, this size, you know, the style, what are other artists selling their work for at what price point? And that's really going to give you a good idea, okay? And they're, you know, I'm always, I will always help artists with, you know, if they're like, gosh, I don't even know where to start with pricing, I will really just kind of help you, give you a general idea. But of course, at the end of the day, it's really your call. But you want to be smart about it, okay? I'm having a little drink, and it is, you guys, celery, apple, cucumber, kale, and collard greens, and it tastes like it. <laughs> Trying to stay healthy over here. Okay, so um, hopefully that makes sense, right? So... I'm trying to think here. Um, you know, that is, okay, so you'll find that no matter what market you sell in, whether it's a local, regional, national, or even international, that for the most part, every type of art by every type of artist has its own pricing structure. And that's going to include yours. Okay, now you may be thinking, but my art is unique. You can't price anything like that. Yes, it's unique, right? We all are unique in our own way, but so is every house in any given neighborhood, 
no matter how unique you think your art is, it's also similar in certain ways to other art by other artists, right? Just like one house could have the same square footage and the same number of rooms and so on and so on. So here are some ways that your art may be similar to other art. It could be similar in size, shape, medium, weight, subject matter, colors, the time it takes you to make it, when it was made, how long you've been making your art, how many you've made, what type of art it is, such as abstract or conceptual, representational, who your audience is, and so on. So now it's your job, okay, to explore and get to know your market. Go to galleries, look at similar artworks, see what it's priced at. Also, don't be afraid to ask, you know, the galleries or wherever, you know, the artwork is being shown, like, what price point seems to sell the best, okay? Or sell the most of, or what size, or what style. Don't be afraid to ask these questions, okay? So again, your job is to explore your market, get to know, again, what similar artwork and similar, find similar artists who make it, right? And they, you obviously want to make sure they have maybe similar experience to you because it's, you can't be charging the same as someone who's been doing it for a year versus someone who's been 20 doing, working for 20 years. Okay. And find out what they're charging their art and why, why is a big key, right? So that's really kind of some homework for you guys. Cause I mean, I wonder how much you actually know about your market. I think that's one of the hardest things that we sometimes don't think about or want to take time to think about it, you got to know your market. Who are you selling to? Um, you know, I mean, down to, let's say you're doing like art fairs and you're going to get a really good idea because you get to see the buyer in person. Is it mainly women? Is it couples who are buying your work? What is their age range? Um, is, do they have kids? Like, you'll know who's, you know, you're going to have more kind of a repeat pattern of customers. So keep that in mind and pay attention to that next time you are actually, you know, have a booth set up or, or anything like that, because these are important things to be aware of. Okay. Um, you know, and we already talked about, you know, if you have little sales experience and you're, you haven't sold very much artwork like our previous episode, a really good starting point is to price your work based on your time, labor, and cost of materials. That is such a core way to start out. So, you know, you want to make sure you pay yourself a reasonable hourly wage like we talked about and always add the cost of materials, right? And that's your kind of asking price. Um, but now let's say, you know, you do get accepted into a gallery exhibit. Now you have to think about the commission because all galleries have a different commission break, right? The gallery gets a percentage for representing you and selling your artwork, connecting you with the buyer, and then you get a percentage. So, you know, majority of um, galleries are 50-50. Um, currently, um, the Artless Bastard Gallery is 60-40, 60 going to the artist. So, you know, after you do your pricing, you have to, we'll just go off the 50-50 because it's easy right now. So let's say you figured out your labor, your cost of materials, you know, and you need, it 
basically, let's say that comes to $250, okay? And that's kind of your price that you could sell it at, let's say, if it's at an art fair or, you know, it's there's no middle person, let's say, selling your work for you. But now that coming into the gallery, if it is at a 50-50 percentage, you're going to have to double that because you still need to get that $250. So now what's happening when you're showcasing your work, you know, in a space, you have to take into consideration more of that, I guess, a retail price, right? So there's, you can kind of think of it your base price, which is always, you know, it's always going to be better to buy directly um, from the artist, just like with anything, right? It's going to be more affordable for you to buy, you know, milk directly from the farmer, right? Or from a, from their um, food stand, from a vegetable stand versus going to the grocery store. So think of it in terms of that. You're going to have different pricing depending on where you're selling it, okay? So your 250 that maybe you would sell at your booth or your fair or directly, you know, from your website is now going to change based on um, whatever the rate or commission fees are with a gallery representing you. And then you also have to take in consideration what? The location, the market. So maybe that $500 um, for your piece um, being shown in, you know, Green Bay De Pere area is definitely not going to stay that if you get accepted into like a Chicago gallery, right? So now it's probably going to like double again. It's going to be more like $1,000. So again, these are things that you need to think about. Your price point will not stay the same across the board. There's there's different pricing for different applications, okay? So let's let's summarize really quick. One, you want to define your market. Where are you selling your artwork? Okay. Do you sell locally, regionally, nationally, internationally? And price, you know, figure out prices in your market and, you know, pay attention to that, right? Next, define your type of art. What kind of art do you make, right? What are its characteristics? Is it similar to any other art? How do you categorize it? If you paint abstracts, for an example, what kind do you paint? How would you describe them? This then is the type of art you generally want to focus on for your comparison, right? Searches. Step three or the third thing to think about is, you know, determine which artist makes art similar to yours, either by researching online, visiting galleries, going to open studios or other venues, and pay attention to those who have right? Career accomplishments and resumes that are similar to yours, okay? Um, next, step four, you know, see how how much these similar artists charge their artwork for. These prices are really a good way to kind of get you started. Again, you should never copy anyone's pricing. It's all subjective. You don't know what their overhead is. You don't know how long it's taking them, but at least it can give you a general idea of the range that you need to be in, okay? Um, And then, you know, this is really just like some comparison pricing just to give you an idea because if your work isn't selling, this is all homework that needs to be done. Now, if you've already been selling your work and that's going well, 
then obviously you figured out a good price point for your style and the size. So stick with that for now, right? Because that's the goal. You don't want your artwork sitting at home, getting dusty and, you know, just all stacked up somewhere. The goal is to sell your artwork and to get it into homes or any commercial spaces. So if you found a price point that's working and it's it's going well, then yes, stick at that. Keep it there for, you know, at least a year and then reevaluate because now you have more experience, you've sold more and slowly raise it. Okay. But you never want to just like jump up a huge percentage just out of the blue because you will then basically lose that customer base that you had. And now you're going to have this gap of time where, um, you basically need to market to a whole new clientele. Okay. So, you know, we always want to, um, keep our customers following you and continue to buy your artwork. Of course, they're going to know over time that it is going to continue to go up and anyone who does follow you and falls in love with you and your art you know, you want them to be, um, someone who's going to be like a lifetime, a buyer, right? And you never want to basically kind of scare them away by all of a sudden like doubling your price point overnight. So, um, you know, it's like, you know, let's say this is a really just the first thing that popped in my mind because I've been thinking a lot about coffee lately. <laughs> um, missing, you know, going to, to my favorite coffee shop and getting that, you know, fancy latte, but just think about if you get that on a daily basis, it's cost you maybe let's say three sixty, three dollars sixty cents, and then you're used to that. And then all of a sudden one day you go in and they're like, oh yeah, you know, it's six dollars, and you're like, what? But I was just here, you know, the other day, and it only cost three dollars and sixty cents, and you know, like, oh, well, we have more experience, you know, and our baristas are better, blah blah blah, and it just. You know, it's it's going to be a shock to your system, but I guarantee you if it goes from 360 to 380, you won't even notice, okay? Does that make sense? So, you know, there's a lot to think about. I always want you guys to make sure you're covering those costs and then getting that real nice kind of hourly rate um, and then kind of go from there. You know, it's... <sighs> You got to take the time. You got to put some some research into this. And like I gave you homework on the last episode, you have to figure out your cost of operating, right? What is your cost of, of doing business? Because if you don't know that, it's going to be really, really frustrating. And it's just, you're going to be just pounding your head against the wall. Um, you know, like why, why am I not making any money if I am selling stuff and all that good thing. So you really just, you got to take the time to figure that stuff out. And I know, I know nobody likes doing homework, but, um, if you want to be successful with your sales and your business, you need to know your base starting price and how to go from there. Okay. All right. Um, let me see. Let me see if there's anything else to go over. Let me have a swig of my um, green juice here. Um, this is really kind of interesting and something for you to think about why you do want to look at other artists work that is comparable to yours. So, you know, think about buyers when you go out and you're looking to buy something, you know, a lot of times you're comparing prices, right? You're going to, let's say a car, right? There's a 
Honda Accord and you're, I don't know even what's comparable to that. Maybe, I don't even know what model. Let's, <laughs> I don't know. Let's just say like there's a Honda Accord and maybe there's like a Kia, whatever the car version is. And they're comparable pricing and they're same, you know, in a lot of ways. And they have a lot of this, you know, but you're going to go out and you're going to drive each. You're going to look at it, you know, you're going to sit in it, you're going to take it for a drive because you want to compare things that are the same and you're, you're trying to find the best fit for you. People shop the same way when it comes to gifts and art. You know, if it doesn't pop out to them immediately and have that emotional value, if they're out searching for something in particular to go into their home, they're going to take time to maybe go to different galleries and go to different art fairs until they find right? That piece that fits their criteria. So again, it's so good to understand who you're selling to and again, your market, what your market can support. So, you know, the Wisconsin art market in Green Bay and De Pere is going to be a lot different than the Milwaukee art market, right? So again, just keep that in mind. Um, let's see. You know, I think that's a lot for you guys to kind of think about right now. So I think we're just going to kind of wrap it up there. And, you know, again, just do not, we talked about kind of your difference between your retail price versus your wholesale. The wholesale price is really, you know, coming from you directly, the artist to the buyer. And then, you know, your retail price is, you know, if a gallery is representing you, if you're selling it in um, any kind of event where there's like, Think about if you're in, uh, you know, like Art Street or something like that, you have to pay for a booth and there's there's a lot more overhead and time and you have to add that on top of your artwork. You can't keep your prices the same for a situation like that because you need to recoup those costs. So you always have to remember any money that you're putting, whether you're buying a tent to protect your art, right? If you're doing some outside art fair, you've got to kind of factor that in because that is your part of cost of operations. So, all right. So I could ramble on, ramble on. Obviously we can talk about this all day, but I think that's really a good starting point for where you're going to show your work and making sure again, just please cover your cost of operation first and then pay yourself a decent, right? Um, hourly, hourly rate and, um, then kind of adjust from there. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this episode up. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, be sure to follow Artless Bastard Gallery on social media. You can find us on Instagram and then also on Facebook. And then you can always visit the website, artlessbastard.com, for your current call for art. All right, guys, have a good night. I'll talk to you later.